don't make it matter. Got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you only only a part of this when you choose? Hello, and welcome back to the Point of Difference podcast. I am your host, coach of the Terrace Crew, Matt Ricks. Team list Tuesday. Three words we've been waiting for for so long. I'd have had cabin fever for about three weeks. So happy the day's here. Finally, can just get on with it now. See some footy Thursday night. Even more pumped up for that. Uh, we have a huge show tonight. Obviously, going through all the major implications of Teamless Tuesday, how the bench structures work, who are the winners, who are the losers. Uh, we're going to announce a brand new prize. That's right. On top of our group overall group prize, we've got another prize to announce, and we'll tell you all about how you can get involved in that shortly. Um, we're going to do a cheapy review. So there are 25 players named who are 340K or less to start this week. We're going to go through each one of them and judge if they're a lock, a void, or a watch. Uh, we're going to do our team reveals. We're going to go back over our locks from three weeks ago and our take-ons, see if any of them have made it in or out of our squads. Um, and we're going to go through the biggest question marks for our sides over the next 48 hours. Finally, we're going to wrap up with our pot of the week. Like I said, this could be a very long one, so strap in. Joining me tonight, uh, we had to bring in the we had to bring in the A team for tonight. Teamless Tuesday, biggest show of the year, all the way from sunny London. I hope today, coach of Casabonitas, two-time top 100 finisher in 2014, third place overall finisher, Danny Boy Ricks. Dan, welcome to the Pod Pod. Give me a uh, give me a rating out of ten, please, for your uh, uh, on the. Uh, Wow, what is it? How, how how close to extremo picante are you? <laughs> <laughs> on the it's on the Nando's, it's Nando's, isn't it? Nando's. It's Nando's. I tubes will confirm. I think it was his thing last year, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm so excited. It's so good. I treated treated myself to a nice breakfast this morning. Um, <laughs> it was it was very nice. I got got a comp, which was good. gave gave the uh, the calf worker. A bit of physio advice, and uh, and he and he gave me gave me the breakfast for free. So started off with a good morning, uh, teamless Tuesday. I think. Oh, I mean, it, it couldn't really have been better for Supercoach. Uh, I think in in the whole twenty five that I've got, I think twenty four of them are green ticks, and then one of them coming off the bench who I expect big minutes as well. So uh, very juicy, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to today. We all know how much you love being comped. Our second guest tonight is uh, up in Sydney tonight. Um, had to just sneak a little up, bit up closer up to the NRL. The man who is no doubt Extremo Picante, coach of Tubes' pods, Tubes. Tubes, welcome back to the pod pod. How was your week off, first of all? And second of all, uh, how are you feeling about TLT? Yeah, week off was good. Nice to get a freshen up before the start of the season. Uh, I'm... I'm Look, I'm I'm feeling pretty excited, but I don't know if I can match your levels at the moment. You're throwing you're throwing some left hooks, and <laughs> and then just giving it, and then giving Dan a nice little uppercut there at the end with no no chance to respond. So I don't know if I'm uh, if I'm coming in anywhere near as hot as you. But look, I'm pretty excited. For me, it's I'm a I'm a little bit disappointed that the teamless Tuesday hasn't thrown up that many surprises so i haven't got any excuse to blow up my team but i'm looking for 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 a few 
Uh, so hopefully you can talk me into some some different options tonight. I'm sure you'll find a, a good few reasons to blow up your team over the next few days. If you're anything like me, I um I was I was in such a state last night where I just wanted to look at more Supercoach content. I'm in the few of the discords, just scrolling, like looking for a channel update, <laughs> something to something to read about. Um, Honestly, in our WhatsApp group, you and Dan just you needed this teamless Tuesday. Like you were going down like the deep dark. It was going you know, real barrels. You were real really weird. scraping yeah. the bottom of those barrels. Uh, and uh, it's good to have a bit of structure to actually talk about some some real proper players today. I, I think my personal low point of um, preseason t- before TLT was when I asked if there was any upside in Reed Marnie. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a real that was yeah. really low. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, we've got a new prize to announce. So um, avid, avid listeners would remember back early last year, we had a segment called Questions with Tubes. Now, Tubes, we're bringing it back and we've got a sponsor. How pumped are you? Oh, questions with Tubes. It, it might be like, it might be Tubes' mailbag, something tubes like is, that. Yeah, that I like that. Questions, questions yeah, Tubes' mailbag. Can't be because you might not be on all the time, Tubes, so they're, yeah. they're going to... Maybe questions, questions for tubes. Yeah, no, no, no. I like, I like, I like tubes mailbag because we've managed to get the boys at the mailbag bloodstock on board, Dicko and Curly and the, and all the fellas down there, and they've actually offered up a prize for um uh for for questions with tubes, tubes mailbag. We've just come up with this on the pod. I cannot believe we hadn't thought of this earlier. Um, and that prize is going to be two and a half percent share in a runner with the mailbag blood mailbag bloodstock boys. So that's a free share, two and a half percent in a horse to race with the mailbag guys. There are so much fun. We had Dicko on the pod last year. He loves his NRL Super Coach. Uh, he's going to come on again this year. It'll be great to have him on. But that is an incredible prize. And Tubes, can you just can you just talk the listeners through how they can go about winning that prize at the end of the year? Yeah, and before I jump into that, like I just I'm gonna I guess go on from how great of a prize that is. These mailbag blog stocks, they can't find a loser at the moment. Like it's they literally keep they're potentially looking to push Keats into the All Star. No, it's, it's confirmed. It's not potential. It's confirmed. Yeah, an hour ago. Oh, Jesus, hold off the press. I didn't even know. How good's that? So they're going to win the All-Star Mile. Imagine you had 2.5% of that horse. And other than that, they seem to basically find a winner in every single country or met, well, country track in Australia. So great prize. Um, I think I think anyone can go well to, 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 to get involved. So how you get involved? So questions with Tubes. Tubes is mailbag. Basically each week on Twitter, Message it through to us. Um, we'll, we'll set up a bit of a channel. Send, submit your questions that you want us to answer. Super coach related, of course, or, and or just I'll, a question for tubes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> or I'll pick out. I'll pick out two or three, and if you get picked out for those two or three each week, you automatically go into the draw for the end of the year to get given the two and a half percent share in one of these horses. So it'll probably end up being probably 50, 50 entries by the end of the year. Yeah, one in fifty chance, maybe maybe multiple if you get lots of questions in. Yeah, it's yeah, it's an well, unbelievable prize. I know uh, tubes, tubes. You you had uh, you had two and a half percent of a horse back in the day, didn't you? I think you got it for yeah, a birthday present. Uh, that was that was life changing, wasn't it? Tiger tees, two and a half percent. It was life changing at the time. 
Oh, and we're just we're just stoked that the boys have come on board. Um, we've been looking for a sponsor, uh, and it's great that we've been able to to uh, to pass off this segment for Tubes' mailbag. I love the new name. Uh, once again, thanks to the guys at the Mailbag blood, Bloodstock. Uh, you can check them out on Twitter, TMB Bloodstock, and um, yeah, just search Mailbag. You, you can't miss them; they're, they're bloody everywhere. Um, <laughs> this is notwithstanding, not forgetting our other major prize for our group. So our group code, we've reamed it down your throats. Surely you know it by now: eight nine zero one eight nine. Get involved; major prize in there. Trip to Royal Randwick Racecourse in the Chairman's Lounge. Game of golf at the Lakes Golf Club, Lakes Golf Course with myself, Tubes, and the Podfather. And Tubes, we've got it. It's finally here this week. We're kicking it off. We're going. We've got Jared Pink, coach of Pink Socks, coming to Sydney, and we're taking him out. Should be a ripper. Yeah, it'll be good. And I think um, we will we'll, we'll give an update as to how it went next week. But, um, yeah. Good, another great prize, and and I think we'll be able to, you know, potentially get some live feedback from Jared as to as to how the prize goes on the weekend. So it's it's going to be a good weekend. Yep, and we just got the tickets through as well. He's actually bonus. He's got a bonus prize as well. Of we're taking him out to the Sharks versus Souths game as well. So we've got a huge oh. triple triple header of a weekend, possibly the best weekend ever. I'm like yeah. pumped to get up there this this week. Um, it's just going to be it's going to be sensational, and um, really looking forward to meeting Jared. And great that we can interact with some of the listeners, and we've got the exact same prize going on again this year. So jump in the group. It's all you have to do. Winner of that group wins the prize. Um, we're going to give it to about round four or five. We'll confirm that, but um, you just got to be in the group by then. So even if you're going pretty well, jump on in. What do you reckon? Let's let's call it end of round four. That gives everyone a bit of time to jump in, new listeners. And, um, and yeah, and please, please get involved. Uh, if you do want to jump in one of our leagues as well, please get in touch. We've got a couple of, couple of spots left open in our 20-team and 10-team leagues. So just let us know. Hit us up on Twitter if you want to join us, and we'll get you into those as well. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. All right. Let's get right into it now. TLT. It's going to kick off today with the cheapy reviews. So, as I mentioned at the top of the show, there are 340 players. Uh, try that again. 25 players who are 340k or less. Now, we've got that as cheapy territory. The most expensive of those is Isaac Thompson at 336, and I thought he was very relevant to talk about. Um, so that's why we've made the cutoff at 340. Now, boys, I'm just going to um, start rattling off some names to you, and I just want a couple of like one-word or two-word comments, um, you know, if they're a lock or an avoid or just any kind of issues, traps, um, anything around them you can think of. Um, so, all right, Dan, I'm going to start with you. Just clicking my filters on here, uh, and we're going to sort it by ownership. So the coming in at the most owned is Jermaine Hopgood, 52.8%. Oh, there's just no doubt. Just just lock him in. I mean, he's he's going to be a regular starter in your seventeen. Uh, he needs need. He should be a hundred percent, hundred percent owned, locked. Tubes. Paul Adel- yep. Alamotti, dogs, fifty two and a half percent owned. Uh, I think uh, he's a problem. He's a pretty much a lock uh, for that two hundred k in your centre wing. It's just the only decision you have to make is if you play him in your in your seventeen or not. Based on the shape of your team, yeah, I think he's. I think he's one for um, center wing bingo, uh, center wing roulette. 
play or matchups. I'm really looking forward to getting a look at him. I think he's going to be a bit of a super coach revelation. Uh, Khan Pereira from the Titans, I'm going to say he's a lock. Uh, he looked like a flyer. He scored four tries against the Dolphins on the weekend. Just get him in. Dan Isaiah Katoa, 5'8", halfback jewel. He's 44% owned now after being named at 5'8 for the Dolphins. This is where it starts that we can actually start having a bit of a think about it. What do you see with Isaiah Isaiah Katoa? Yeah, he's pretty much locked in. Schuster not there now. Uh, he can be that um, that fourth half uh, that you can go cheap on and go probably go big in your other three. Uh, I really like he's got that jewel, which is is handy as well. You can flip him around, and particularly with Nico out, it's uh, it's going to be handy. And if you want to flip Nico into your side, I think uh, I think he's got to be there at the moment for sure. With another another uh, another few other big guns there. Quick one on Katoa. Um, I don't currently have him at halfback. I've got him at five eight, um, but I know a lot of people are worried about having to play him the week that Cleary's out if he's picked at five eight. Um, I just want to say that I don't know that it's as big a deal as everyone is kind of making out. Like you have to play someone crap that week anyway unless you've got deep squads, which is probably a broader strategic point. But look, I don't think it's the end of the world if you have to play him that week. Um, And if you'd prefer to have the two guns at 5'8", I think that's okay. Uh, The fifth most owned cheapie is Stefano Udakamanu, who's now 40.4% owned tubes locked in. Yeah, he's locked in my team. I think um, the, the decision with him again is is whether or not you potentially start with him um, as your as one of your starting front row forwards from a team makeup. But he's definitely got to sit on the bench. He should be a slow burning, or maybe even a, a fast burning cow for you for the start of the year. Yeah, um, we'll let we'll touch on Stefano later in our West Tigers chat. But yeah, he's he's. I think you have to have him based on the teams that have been released today. Dan, Charles Nickel Klukstar, 36%, 327K, centre wing starting at fullback for the Warriors. Uh, it's, he's a tough one. I, I think he could, he could average 50, uh, and, but it, it just doesn't, doesn't excite me too much. I, I mean, he could, could be a bit of a flop as well. Uh, a couple of little rumours saying uh, Roger is maybe coming back, but very much a rumour, I think, for the Warriors. So, But I think uh, CNK, I don't I don't see any real huge risk in taking him, uh, but he just doesn't excite me too much. Tubes, Will Warbrick starting on the wing for the Storm, 200K. Yeah, just a lock. Like 200K Storm winger seems too pretty good. straightforward. <laughs> yeah, seems to have good job security too with Iremia going down, unfortunately, with that ACL. He's a, he's a big yeah, so- He's a big lad. He's a big lump of a lad, isn't he? Yeah, former Kiwi Sevens player. Um, I'm interested to see which wing he gets. Um, I would like to see him on the left, although um, I, I've heard, I, I saw that he was playing right in the trial. Uh, I think that Coates might shift back to the right, though, but we'll see. Do, regardless, I agree, he's a lock. I think all those 200K guys are just locked. Warbrick, Alamotti, Camperera, everyone should have all three of those in their team. Eighth most owned GP, 30.31% owned now is uh, Taruva Dan from the Panthers, 275K. He got that wing spot. Any um, any reason why you wouldn't go near him? No, he's too cheap to pass up in um, in a gun side. And he's now Taylor May being out, he's he's probably got that wing spot locked up. So, um, you know, he's a great athlete. He's a tackle buster. I think you've, you've got to put him in there. Yeah, and I think that you don't have the same concerns over him as you would for the you know those having a bit of a Charlie Stain recurrence nightmares. Uh, I think he's a bit more of a worker than 
than Young Charlie. Tubes, Hammer, really contentious one, 27% owned, 330K, fullback for the Dolphins. I just don't see why you need him. Uh, there's so many good other cheapies we've just read out, four of them. Um, yeah, no, not definitely not a starter for me to start the year. Floor's too low for me at that price. Um, I think he's at that price as well where you have to play him, 330K, like you can't really sit him. So, yeah, not for me. Uh, Dan, very interesting one who's come on the radar in the last couple of weeks. Sean Kepi, 275K, 19.7% owned now, dual second row, front row forward. Yeah, he's he's a very interesting one. I think he's cheap enough that you can have him as, as your fourth front row forward now. Uh, he's, he's He's got that lock spot. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's anyone really to come in now. Uh, that's going to take it off him. So it's just, just probably just going to be performance based. So if he if he plays well early, I think he's locked up that that spot. Um, Gerbo going to the front row. Uh, does he? I, I don't I don't see him as a ball player, Kepi. Uh, so I think Gerbo will play a pretty similar role. But uh, I think Kepi could get up to that fifty minute mark, and he's and he's a good uh, base points per minute guy. So he could you could expect potentially a, a fifty point average, which would be very nice at his price. Tubes, uh, Sean Bloor, very interesting one, 234K, starting on the edge for the Tigers. This is, I think this is going to be one of the more polarizing cheapies to start the year. Is he available? Is is it second row forward Second only? row only, yep. Yeah, so yep. I just, I think you don't need to no, need him. There's enough um, cheapy mid-rangers in the back row that I'm, I can't find room for, for, for all of them. And I just feel like, if Bateman's back in three to four weeks, you're just not going to get enough price rises out of him. So um, he's a no for me. Yep, no for me as well at this stage. Um, when we get to Dory, I'll make a quick point about some of these cheap second rowers who are starting. Um, I'll answer this one. Tommy Talao, number 12, he's 15.4% owned, 300K. I really like Tommy Talao. He's got tackle breaks in him. He's currently in my team. Um, he's playing on the right side, outside Dewey which I really like. I've got Dewey as well, stacking that Tigers up a bit. Um, I think he's going to have enough of base to hopefully hit kind of that um, sort of high 20s in base. And then with his um, tackle breaks as well, then you're looking at kind of mid-30s in base plus power. So get a couple of attacking stacks and I think you might see some nice price rises. Very happy to play him in my 17 um, to start the year. Dan, Isaac Thompson, 13th most owned um, center wing, 336K, he's the most expensive of these guys. Yeah, I've locked him in. I, I think he's uh, he looks the goods. He looks like a super, very super coach, um, uh, super coach style player with tackle busts and hit-ups. And uh, I think the good thing is that he is the, the most expensive out of the cheapies as well. So it means that you're only going to need one trade. Say he bombs or flops or Milne comes back in the team then basically you've got your choice of the rest of the cheapie so you can have a good watch at everyone else and, and see how he goes. But I'm banking on him being a being a being a gun and hopefully he's a um, hopefully he's a guy that you can just play in that four centre wing options uh, week in, week out. Pretty confident that Milne won't take his spot round two. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bank in on that he doesn't. Just gonna take so, take the risk. Gonna take the risk. I think he's if yeah. I reckon it's probably said, about a ten percent chance. Yep. Yep. Uh, Dom, Tubes, uh, Matt Dory, nearly 12% owned now. He's 234K, second row only, starting on the edge for the Eels. Yeah, I think he's a lock 
for me. Um, he seems to have actually won that spot. So even when Lane comes back or and Madison, Bryce Cartwright probably goes out first, and I think he's he's going to be there out and out um, right side back rower. So at 234k, whether or not you choose to play him in your 17, I think I think you should have him in your squad. I think that um, you're right that he's he's got that spot. I think so. My best guess is that so Lane's out for two months, so doesn't really matter what happens there. I think Maddo would come back in and take Cartwright's spot on the edge. Maddo has been playing a lot of middle though, so if that's the case, then Dury could have that spot locked away. My concern is I'm still like not that confident in Dury as an NRL player. He's kind of looks all right when I've seen him, but he's also like I'm not sure that he's much good. You got Murchie there waiting in the wings. You got Momasia also on the bench. Like it wouldn't shock me if one of those guys actually even just started for him on Thursday night. Um, he, guys like him and Sean Bloor, both 234K, the problem kind of like what Dan alluded to, if they go wrong, you can't really do anything with them. It's two trades to get them out and you can get stuck. I'm going to just have a look at those guys. And if, yeah, if they're holding their spot, same with Schuster, like – um, they're all guys who you can kind of just pick up on the bubble if they if they if you know more about their role they've got it locked in they're going to get some good price rises I'm just going to have a look at them for now I'd rather get some points in the bank um, across the rest of my team um, but yeah that's just bit of bit of food for thought for you for the next 48 hours tubes uh, Dan Remus Smith 316k Again, it's just it now comes down to the cheapies that are available in center wing. Can you can you afford to spend that extra hundred k on a on a kind of you know cheapy mid ranger? Uh, particularly when you're looking at the second row forward, there's a lot of middle mid guys that could be you know eighty minute men and going really well. So uh, he's definitely gone down the pecking order for me. I think he's not a bad option, but you just you just can't have them all. Uh, so he's a he's a no for me at this stage, particularly if you've got loads of loads of storm players already. Tubes, Mitch Kenny, three hundred and ten k hooker for the hooker and a bit of middle for the um for the Penny Panthers. No, no, I agree. I don't even just, think there's anything just, worth talking. Don't <laughs> don't get him. I think he's a huge nah. red flag. I think yeah. his his role remains the same. I'm surprised he's nearly eight percent owned. That's disgraceful. Dan. Uh, it'd be people that did their teams ages ago and don't watch football. It was my <laughs> they, must, they must have watched some football. There's eight and a half thousand of them. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Jackson Ford, second row for the Warriors. Now he has won this edge spot, fair and square, 7% owned, 281K. Yeah, I think I think we're going to talk about a bit of the, the Warriors pack later on, but um, he's cheap enough. Uh, it's slightly risky. I just don't know enough about him, a bit like Dury. Uh, is he going to hold down that second row spot? Uh, I'm not sure. There's a few uh, guys in the in the Warriors pack that can still play edge. Tohu can play edge. Curran plays edge. I don't think they're keen on those guys going out there. So uh, we'll see. He might earn his spot, and he he's. I think he's easy to pick up if he's if he's killing it. Yeah, I'd I'd want to see his role with more clarity, like easy to go down to from one of those other 400k guys. If he's if he's but if he ends up busting out 80, exactly. Um, like there's huge there's huge value in in having downgrade options. Like it's really actually valuable to have guys who you might want to get. Like because because you can go down to them to free up cash elsewhere. It's far less risky than starting with a load of those cheap guys whose roles don't have the have the clarity um, over them. So yeah, 
Um, Ford will be do, doing well to hold in that spot. Um, number, number, number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think no one else noticed that. Terrible, terrible pun. Tubes. Um, interesting one who's come onto the radar today is the 18th, now the 18th most owned cheapie, 6.5% is dual front row forward, second row forward from the Canberra Raiders, Pasami Solo, ex-Newcastle Knights. Um, I can't believe he's got a mention. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're we're scraping the barrel here, Matt. Like if yeah, I'll if just give me a no. If, if, if you're looking to bring him in, then your 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 team's in struggle. Town. Uh, look, I feel like there's enough good front row, second row forwards that are that are. The on, listeners just want enough. the information tubes. They just want to know that Josh Papal he's he's only in the team because Josh Papal he's out injured, and he'll be a problem for your team if you pick him. Do not pick him. That's it. All right. The next one's a bit more interesting. Dan Braden Williami, dual second row center, which is handy, six percent owned, starting centers for the Warriors. Mm, yeah, it's I'm I don't see it as a bad pickup. I, I I see it as a potential trap. Uh I think he was a trap a few years ago in that when he was at the Dragons starting. Um but it's, it's very difficult to to pick him up when I think there's another center that might be might be pushing for his spot as well. So uh, up in the air, but you know he's he's probably cheap enough that you can maybe take a risk with that dual position, second row forward, centre wing. It gives you a little bit of flexibility. Yeah, I I think you I think um, it just comes down to what your team structure looks like, and if you're looking to save cash, I've have him in my team right now. I brought him in like literally a minute ago while we're talking on this pod, just because I was trying to free up some cash elsewhere, and uh, and he can sit on the bench. As a depth centre wing player, that's that's going. If he holds his spot, he's going to make some money, and you can, and it gives you some um, flexibility with the dual positional. So I don't think he's a bad shout. He's he's obviously won the spot on on merit, and he's real cheap. Tubes, the Cardi party is back. Get your party hats out. Two hundred thirty four k only for one of the all time twenty sixteen Super Coach greats. Four point eight percent owned. He honestly made his way into the Tubes' pods for about a minute. <laughs> For about a minute, and then I went, "What is this? There's too many options at back row." He's also he's he's like I, I was speaking to Jono about it this afternoon. I don't think his game translates to what back rowers are looking to do. He's not like a hard running line player. That's not sort of the style of play you're looking for from a back row anymore. But also, Jono made the point. Realistically, he's one stupid thing away or one not looking to try and make a tackle on the goal line away from being dropped back to the bench or out of the side yep. completely. So just purely if you if you if there wasn't as many back rower options as there is, you could entertain him, but there's there's be- way better ones out there. Yep. Bad job security, not any good, peaks long gone. Don't even think about him. But you can talk about Cardi Party. So just Yeah, well, I mean, any any excuse to bring up the Cardi Party. Just yeah. just because his name rhymes with party doesn't mean you should bring him into your look, team. Look, don't yeah. don't look. In 2016, it was a Cardi party. Like, let's be honest, he was sensational yeah. for that one year. I think it was because he was an early, like, real early developer, and he just was just king of the kids coming out of the Holden Cup, and he was just sensational. Just had the offload going anyway. Uh, Dan, just going to zip through a couple of these now. Last five. They're all not super relevant. One of them is, but like, let's go. Uh, Corey Allen, Heimel Hunt, Braden Trindle, Harley Smith-Shields, and Danny Levi. Give me a no on all of them or maybe on one of them. Uh, I think no on four of those five and 
I think Heimel Hunt would be the only maybe, but probably a no. Too risky. I reckon, I reckon Harley Smith Shields is the best out of that by a mile, that lot. Starting centres for the Raiders, good job security with um, – Why is it good? Well, Chris is at fullback. So Savage is out for two months with a broken jaw. And I know that he's highly rated. He's coming off an ACL or like something similar. He was out for the whole season last year. Uh, I know he's he's got. I just like, yeah. I think he he's got something about him. Wouldn't shock me that Chris has a shocker at fullback, and then they try Rapana or Hopawade and move Chris back to center. Like I just it feels still too dangerous, even though Savage is out. Like as in, I don't think. I don't know how Chris if Chris is even going to be their fullback answer. They're obviously yep. just trying it this week. Okay, yeah. So it's a none on all of those. All right. So hopefully that that helped you through your cheapy kind of thinking as to which ones to avoid because it can be a bit tricky cheapies like guys who might look like they're gold but end up just being they like if you go the wrong cheapies that can really really clog up your team um so just buy beware on the cheapy front All right, quick team reveals now for the boys, um, and we're just going to go over who we had locked in and who we didn't. Uh, Tubes, we'll start with you. Uh, give us give us the run through of your team as it stands right now, top to bottom. Uh, I don't even like. I don't know if I want to because I literally have been changing it while we've been talking on this pod. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've got Brendan Smith, Sonny Luke. I've got Tarpany Welsh, uh, uh, Stefano, and Kepi on the bench. Then I've gone for. Some gun back rowers in Cam Murray for feeder, Egan Butcher, Essie Katoa, Hopgood, Dory. That's my back row. And then at the moment, I've just been playing around with Nathan Cleary, um, Tanner Boyd, uh, Adam Dewey. I'll leave my next 5'8 for the pod reveal later on. Um, Brian Toto, Katoni Staggs, Khan Pereira, Warbrick, Taruva. Willie Army, Aladdin Motti, Tedesco and Travoyevich. So <laughs> Aladdin Motti. Aladdin has a plan to marry Jasmine if he can. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, – look, it's a pretty good team. Uh, probably going to change five times. Uh, so from that, I've I've actually ended up with my locks, which was Stags, Cleary and uh, someone else Fafita. that I had in. Fafita. And uh, I've ended up with one of uh, one of my avoids, which I was laying, which was Cam Murray. He's found his way into my team um, for for right now, and I think he's staying, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, good one. And you were going to have Nico too, who was a take on. Yeah, yeah, but not not now, not now. All right, good solid squad. Um, good to see Stags found his way back in in the last half hour. Uh, Dan. I, I, I want to say, Tubes, that's pretty, pretty like straight up and down for you. Not, not, not as a pod as we're used to. I got one pod to reveal okay. at the end. I'm, right. I'm holding it back for the pod of the week. <laughs> All right, <laughs> like it, Dan. Let's go with your team now. Yeah, look, I don't think I'm going to go through the whole team. Uh, it's no one's going to remember all these names. We're running out very quick, but still laying Harry Grant. So I got Sonny Luke as the second hooker there. No cheese. Uh, I've no. I mean, I've got cheese and I've got Sonny Luke. Uh, you said so, Harry Grant. He's laying. No, sorry. Harry I said Grant. I'm still laying oh, right, Harry Grant. Right. I still don't sorry. have Harry Grant, as as I talked about on the early um, preseason gotcha, pods. Gotcha. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, I've gone hard on the second row forwards, got a lot of those mid-rangers who I'm hoping what some of them will come good and if not, kind of downgrade them to a cheapy options if I can. Um, so the likes of Katoa, Luero, uh, Egan Butcher's snuck in then and now as well. Uh, and I got the two big guns in Cam Murray and Fafida, uh, which is just it just looks rock solid. Uh, big one for me is at 5'8", I've got Cam Munster and I'm very, very keen on him. Uh, I think uh, the money that he uh, that he costs uh, it just it just allows a lot more money in those halves, uh, particularly with Nico coming back. So if you want Nico early uh, and one of your halves is failing, there's enough money there that you can kind of get him in a bit easier. Uh, and then a very generic uh, center wing, Brian Toto is my only uh, premium guy there with a lot of lot of uh, cheapies. And then I've gone Teddy and Turbo at the end. Yeah, that's an interesting call on uh, Munster that he he's an, the easiest route back to Hines. You can effectively do it in one trade if you want to. Yeah, and he's he's a gun too. I mean, a lot of a lot of people have had him out of his side. There was a bit of talk about um, his osteitis pubis uh, affecting his game, but I, I honestly believe if it was affecting him that much, they would have sat him for the trials. Uh, because it is an overload issue, so the fact that he played in the trials, I think he's he's going to be good to go. Uh, and if it is a bit of a niggle, it's going to be, it's not going to be managed in terms of his time. So I think he'll be he'll be he'll be good to go. And he's the guy. He's a guy that can start off a season with 120, 120. So hopefully he does. Yeah, yeah I like it a lot. All right, my team. Uh, sorry, Dan. Just to round out there, your locks in. So you had locked. You had Val, Turbo, Cheese, and Tohu locked in. A couple of those not there anymore. Fifty <laughs> percent. I got Cheese, uh, and uh, Cheese and Turbo. So Val's just uh, just just can't afford him, given the the mid ranges that I want, and um, Tohu's just just a bit too dot ball for me. I'm going for some fresh face. Up and comers. Yeah. So I've gone without, spoiler alert, I've gone without Tohu as well. Um, it's just couldn't get, couldn't rev my engine enough, um, even though I do want to own Tohu at some point. So, like, I think he's in for a really good year and I think do think he's underpriced, but I want to get away to a flyer and I, I don't think he's the way. Um, all right. So my team, uh, Brandon Smith and Sonny Luke at, at Hooker, uh, Haas Welsh in the front row, Utakamanu, and currently have um, v- uh, Fafida from Manly, dual second row, front row, Nuff, 200K as my fourth front rower. Uh, i got Cam Murray, David Fafida, Egan Butcher, uh, Alissi Katoa, Loyero, and Hopgood, so really strong second row forward. Uh, loaded that one right up. Uh, Cleary and uh, Sammy Walker in the halves, Dewey and Katoa in the, at 5'8". Uh, got currently have Tupu stags, um, and then cheapies at center wing. So I've gone, I've I've been able to um, craft the side to have two. Oh, we call, call stags a premium. I think you can uh, two premium center wings, and I've gone with Tupu to start um, in that slot. And then um, my fullbacks currently are Latrell and Turbo. Um, that's a change from last time. I've, I had Teddy, but now I've got Latrell, and I'm still weighing that one up. Uh, locks, I had uh, Dewey, who is still in there, Cheese and Turbo, who are still in there, and Tohu, who I mentioned, is now out. And my take-ons were Harry and Munster. Um, 
and I still want to take both of them on, even though I'm scared shitless about both and not only both of them. And I would suggest it would be hard for me to get Munster in now, but I'm still going to have a little look at, at Harry at some point over the next 48 hours. Uh, all right, so let's kick on now to our game-by-game previews with the Teamless Tuesday implications, and we're going to try and focus a little bit on bench structure and what that means for some of the popular players in Supercoach. Uh, obviously, we know that roles are critical when it comes to you know how many minutes players are going to get, how they fit into the team, where does the coach like to play them, uh, and so we're going to try and focus in a little bit on that. Um, game one is Eels versus Storm Thursday night at uh, Combank Stadium. I think it's still called Combank. This is me with every every week struggling with battling with names of stadiums. Um, Dan, I wanted to kick off here with the Storm bench and my read on it was it's a very weird bench. I don't really know how some of these players will be used. Wishart, McDonald, Lewis and Grant. McDonald is in the middle. Um, Wishart will be the utility. I My first take was that this is quite a good bench for Christian Welsh. Yeah, that's that's what I see as well. I think Welsh is um, locked in for some really good minutes there. We got McDonald and Grant probably playing through the middle. Uh, Chris Lewis back row, yeah, back row. But I think he can pinch in in the middle. Back row, yeah. And Wishart play. Well, obviously he's got the got the cover for any any injuries and and can kind of probably go in the back row a bit as well if they're thinking Harry Grant's going to play the eighty. So. Yeah, I think it's it's good for Welsh. It's uh, it's probably good for Katoa and Loero as well. Um, so that's why I'm keen on those two. Yeah, I'm, I'm very keen to see what happens with Katoa and Loero. I think they're both great picks. Katoa looked sensational, as I mentioned last week. Loero, I think, is really good grinding guy. Wouldn't surprise me if, aver- if he averaged in the high 50s. Um, so really pumped to see how he's going to go. They're both easy downgrade if, the, if one of them doesn't get the minutes so I'm happy to to kind of lock them both in for now. The other guy who I mentioned just on to you guys post pod, I think it's not a bad bench for Josh King. I think he could he could have quite a good start to the season and just maybe just want to watch. Um, he had obviously breakout year last year, and he was he was actually one of the top averaging front row forwards through the first half of the season. So I think he's available at back row only this year, but not really one to start with, but just a, a bit of one to keep an eye on um, for a bit of a look. Uh, Tubes, Eels back row, you've seemed to have flirted with a few of them today. Uh, what was your take? I think it's just uh, the the Hopgood's got – he's a clear must-have. He seems like he's going to be a super coach gun. Uh, and then looking at their back row, as I said, uh, Dury seems to have locked down his spot. To be honest, I don't really – I don't even – like. I don't know who this Weary Moo Greg and Makahesi Makatoa <laughs> is for the Eels. Um, I know Mama C is a, a, a middle and Murchie uh, is, is an edge. So Mama C is an edge. Mama C is an edge. No, Murchie's an edge. So is Mama C. No, Mama C played in the middle at Newcastle. No, he's an edge. He's an edge who played in the middle at Newcastle. Yeah, all right. Well... So don't know, but I'm going Dory and Hopgood because they're both ridiculously cheap and seem like they're going to be good. Tubes, Makahesi uh, Makatoa is one of my smokies, actually. Um, very, very good stats if he gets the game time. So, I mean, I, I've I've had a terrible call on Nia Kore for Para, 
at at the same sort of situation, but uh, he's got some good stats. So I'd just say watch watch out for him. Definitely don't start with him, but just just watch out for Makahisi. I just hope Big yeah, Wir- right. I just hope Big Wiramu Greg doesn't listen to this podcast because you've completely butchered his name and he is a huge <laughs> unit. <laughs> Wiramu Greg is that? Yeah, sorry, I'm not um, trying to. I just I'm not great at reading people's yeah, names. Uh, that that bench is just a bit tricky for me. Like I said, I'm just not keen. I think there's just enough red flags for me to stay away from Dury. Let me give it get a couple of weeks to look at his role. If you don't need him, my lean would be to not worry about him. Um, Josh Hodgson, no hooker, uh, no hooker on the bench. Tubes. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like, I feel like me too. He's he's just there, isn't he? Like he's he's there as an option. Um, I just feel like I can't. I can't start with him. Like, he's just so old and he just wasn't looking yeah. great in the trials. Um, but, I mean, if he's going to be an 80-minute hooker, what is he, 300 and something thousand? 380, I think. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's tempting. Yeah. I I You couldn't possibly start with him, I don't think. You just have to have a look. Even if he's playing 80, I'd want to see how he played. Like, if he's getting out of dummy half a bit, yeah, maybe. Um, he mightn't be a bad exit strategy if it goes a bit wrong with Sonny Luke or Tanner Boyd. Um, yeah. Just have to keep an eye on him, I think. Uh, anything else of relevancy in this game? Ba- Bailey Simonson seemingly come back from the dead to pinch that right wing spot, um, and I reckon they'll um, get beat. I reckon they'll get beat on Thursday too. The one, the one, the one that I do like, and I mean, we talk about someone like Josh Hodson. He's kind of going down. Uh, Will Panasini, I think he'll he'll be uh, a, a star. You just love his base stats. I think he's a really good player. Not, I love his base stats, but he's also he's still young. He's powerful. He's he's gonna he's gonna be one for a good NRL player of the future in the next couple of years. All right, second game: Warriors versus Knights. Uh, let's straight off the bat here the huge talking point: Greg Marzu. Not named. He was working his way into some very good super coaches teams. Uh, he's reportedly by Barry Tui saying not injured. He's also not named in reserve grade. Tubes sounds like there's got to be more to that than meets the eye. Yeah, does not make any sense. Heimel Hunt named. No, uh, I can't see how you start with with Hunt because it just feels like too big of a question mark. Um, Mazu he couldn't have played any better in the trial games. Like he just looked like. Yeah, massive. Exactly what you wanted to see from him. Uh, so this, the, yeah, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something in the next in the next week or so as to what's going on there. Adam Elliott is named on the bench. He'll probably come and start at lock at some point for Kurt Mann. Uh, Dan, I didn't mind this bench um, too much with Crossland at hooker. I thought that maybe it, it's pretty good for Daniel, someone like Daniel Saifidi. Um They got Hetherington and Thompson to kind of come in on that middle as well. Yeah, it's it's just not for me. I'm just not interested at all in that. Uh, the Safidi brothers. It feels like they're 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 in the past. Uh, so as I said, my my whole outlook on Supercoach this year is looking forward, looking for potential guys who are up and coming, rather than looking going players that can get back to where they were a couple of years ago. Tubes over on the Warriors. Um, that that pack and those edges particularly, there's just a lot of question marks around where those minutes go. Um, I've had near Corey in my team a bit this week, but I'm kind of of the opinion now that I want to have a look at it first. What What's Tom Ale play? What's Tom Ale. Tom Ale. Uh, he's a he's a prop. Uh, okay, so so they they've got near Corey, Jackson Ford, Tohu Harris, and then Josh Curran as sort of the edge players. Um, yeah. 
They want to. They want to play Curran in the middle, though. They, I think his defense is a on bit the edge, issue. too yeah. slow. Uh, he doesn't. Yeah, too slow. But it just doesn't yeah. move laterally, and because uh, he's not the biggest guy, like his strength is sometimes an issue if he gets off his off balance. So I think they want to play Curran as like that, just that guy coming on in the middle and just making a huge amount, having a huge work rate, uh, and uh, he, he he can jag a try as well, Curran. So I think he plays through the middle. Yeah. So I think it's but it's but. Does through the middle mean Tohu goes to an edge and near core or Ford have a break? It's it's a bit of a, just an unknown. Mm. I think if you're tossing exactly. up between yeah. near core and someone like a Katoa at the Storm around that similar pricing, I just I feel like near core could be a wait and see, and and you might bring him in if he if he if he if you can see what his minutes are going to look like and, and watch the first couple of games. Yeah, I feel like there's a, just a couple. I feel like near core could end up the best of these low four hundreds guys, but I just want to see it. Uh, I feel more confident yep. about Loyer on Katoa from the Storm for now. Um, all right, that's about it for that game. Let's keep kicking through to Panthers Broncos Friday night out there at Penrith. Um, and the most one of the most talked about players of the off season is Penrith back rower. He's won the spot, Luke Garner. Um, still not for me. I want to see the minutes, Dan. Yeah, I've uh, I said it even before that uh, World Club Challenge. Uh, I think I'm, I I want to see it. He, he scored. He does he does get over the line from time to time, but I've never been impressed with his base work. Uh, so you know he's he's going to be no kick out. They're not looking for him uh, as playing that role. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And I'm I'm happy to just let it go. Yeah, and they've watch. named um. So obviously we know Scotty Sorensen who can play middle and edge. And they've also named Jamin Salmon, who is pretty much exclusively an edge player now. So I'm I'm still not sure that he gets that 80. So let's just – I think he's just one for the watch list at the moment. Tubes, um, the big talking point here from a super coach perspective for the Panthers is the wingers. So uh, Taruva, 275K, gets that wing spot uh, with Taylor May out for the season. Brian To'o, a lot of super coaches hoping he can get back to his 21, 21 form. Um, where he averaged 84 points per game. Where do you sit on the uh, Brian Toto fence right now? I've got him in my team, but honestly, because they play Friday night, if if he's if if it's confirmed he's playing right wing before the start of the season, I could easily flip him uh, and then make a change. So I'm just waiting to see if he's in if he's left wing for the Panthers and back to there. Then he's I think he's a lock in your side, and you want to get him. If he's on the right wing, then I think you – I could have some reservations, but you could still start with him as well. I've got some pretty strong thoughts on Toto. So one of the big ones is his base went down a lot last year, but I think that that was due a lot in part to Talon May also being a base monster. And so he was actually taking a lot of his base coming out of their own end. I think that you should see a bit of an improvement there. Taruva does like a bit of base too, much more than Staines, but nowhere near as much as Talon May. So that's interesting. Like you say, Tubes, I want to see him on the left. The big thing for Toto is that buy in round three. I really don't like that buy. And that because he's a center wing, that means you have to play one of those other center wings who you're like you're already tossed. Like this early in the season means center wing is already difficult to make it that extra difficult. That's why I've just gone for Tupu for now with the option to flip him to Toto or someone else in round four. Um, just with that Roosters draw opening up, I just like it as a bit more safety. I I really don't want to be sitting premium center wings on buys, um, especially given that I already have Taruva out that week as well. 
and Nathan Cleary. Um, Dan, I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very big on the balance of the teams this year, so making sure that you're not getting stung by buyers and you don't have too much money sitting on your bench. Uh, in saying that, I think Toto is underpriced. I think he can get back to his, his form. Uh, I really think he's uh, – I remember started last year we were talking about him and, and how good he was, but he was obviously very expensive. Uh, I think he was injury-plagued last year a little bit with that ankle. As I said, they try to rush him back a little bit uh, after a syndesmosis and you just don't have that power generation. And I, and your point was very good. I think Taylor May was taking a lot of that work as well, maybe because uh, To'o was just, you know, just easing back in a little bit. But I think he'll be raring to go this year. If he plays left wing, it's an, it's an added bonus, but I think he's still pretty good value uh, on the right. So uh, I've got yeah, him. I think buys aside, if there was no buys this year, I think he'd be a lock for me. But that's just a big question mark to start the season. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, Dan, sticking with you for a sec, um, Sonny Luke. So you, you're you an owner, I'm an owner. Tubesy, do you own Luke as well currently? Yeah. Yeah, so we all have Sonny Luke. What role, Dan, do you envisage him playing? Obviously a pretty decent one given you own him. Yeah, oh, it's it's so hard now. With I, I hope he plays that 50 minutes. So that, that was the talk. I think uh, Tommy Sangster had the had the inside word early on uh, that uh, he would play off the bench and play that Appy style 50, 50 minutes, 50 plus minutes. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take the punt and have him as my second second hooker. Uh, I think uh, worst case scenario, he's a, he's a 25, 30 point uh, player. It's really hard because he's very low price, so it's hard to flip him. Uh, I, I'm not sure what I'll do. I, I, it, to me, it just comes down to a, like a who would you rather, like Harry Grant versus someone like Cameron Murray at a at a 70, 70 uh, grand discount. Uh, and you obviously got the cheese there starting. So uh, there may be, if cheese bombs, I could probably see myself flipping cheese to Harry maybe after round, round four. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to take the punt on Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I've heard a lot of discussion around people didn't get to see it in the World Club Challenge, so they're a bit put off by that. I think there's enough evidence to say that that is going to be his role, just given that I don't think anyone really sees Mitch Kenny as a like out-and-out 50-minute dummy half. Like his, his passing and service is just not good enough, not up to standard. And just watching that World Club Challenge, they look very clunky around the ruck, so I'd, I'd really expect them to see Sonny Luke getting some pretty decent minutes um, he's got a very super coach-friendly gain just looking at his reserve-grade stats. Hopefully can translate into NRL and hopefully he can be a pretty good little cash cow. Just need to get him through to that kind of, you know, hopefully can make about 200, 300K, be perfect, and we can ship him on. Yeah, look, I don't think he'll be, you know, one for the whole season, but um, I'm happy to take the punt on him as well. Um, other talking points for this game, Tubes, uh, the Broncos' middle. So a lot of talk that Payne Haas and Paddy Carrigan are going to play big minutes. How did you see this bench structure for that hypothesis? Yeah, it feels a bit unknown. I mean, they bought – so they got a hook. They got Corey as the backup hooker, and then they've got three middles in Flegler, Tapao, and Palacia. Yep. Um, and and so it now just feels a bit up in the air what happens with 
uh, Payne Haas and uh, Pat Carrigan's minutes. Obviously, Corey Jensen as a starter will probably play the least amount of minutes, but are you going to get 60-plus from both Haas and Pat Carrigan, which you sort of want at their prices? Uh, it puts me off them both um, yeah, with, that, right. with that middle rotation or for, for the bench to start the year. I'm a Haas owner, and... Yeah, it's. I think Palacy is a little bit of a. He can play a bit of edge as well, middle and a tiny bit of edge. I don't think Capewell and Ricky are both going to get eighty minutes out of them each week. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to start with Haas just because I think he's underpriced. As long as he gets that sixty minutes, I think he's definitely underpriced. If he doesn't, then I can move him on quickly. But I'm, yeah, I'm, you're right. Like I'm a tiny bit worried. I'm a bit more worried for Carrigan as well, to be honest. Um, Carrigan doesn't have the upside, I don't think so. Yeah, I know we, we spoke pretty lyrical about him mm. last week, but, yeah, it's it's a bit of a watch. I, the only th- caveat I'll just go with there is Tapao and Jensen are both low, very low-minute players at NRL level. Dan? Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Like I see Carrigan as, as the leader of that pack. I think he's overtaking Haas now um, just with everything that's going on with that. So I, I expect him to still be high on the minutes. Uh, difference between Payne Haas versus Patrick Carrigan, I think Haas can tuck the offload away. So he can just not do it and just do the do the dirty base work. Whereas Carrigan, I think, is is going to be have that freedom to throw the offload, uh, and I think he's going to play high minutes. I wouldn't say either of them are undervalued for sure, uh, but as you alluded to, I don't know if they're going to seriously hurt you with some really big scores. I think they'll both be just still very consistent. Oh, yeah. Now yeah, I'm getting worried about my pain, Haas. I've had him in the team the whole preseason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, last thing yeah. to note there is Reese Walsh is out for the Broncos. Um, talking mainly to the Podfather there. Just make sure you don't put him in. He'll have noticed that, I'm sure. Uh, Cobo starts at fullback, but um, uh, Dan, just sticking with you there, Cobo um, at fullback. That wouldn't make you any more likely to buy him as a pod, would it? At centre wing? No, I don't think so. But in saying yeah. that, I like him on the wing as well. I think um, I, I like Cobo as a as a player. Uh, yeah, huge up and comer. Uh, I like Herbie too. I like those two in the back line. They, they would be the ones I would take. Uh, I'm going to avoid Stags. I know you guys are keen on him, but I'm just I'm just leaving him be this year. Yeah, fair enough. I can see it. I just think he's I think he's got the potential to be that 600k starter at the 100k discount. Is my take there? Um, all right. Next game, Manly versus the Bulldogs. Um, unfortunate news for the Bulldogs today: Luke Thompson going down with a season-ending knee injury. Sorry, ankle injury, um, which puts a bit of a dent in his chances. <laughs> Obviously, what I meant to say there was <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have a quite a quite a low output for the next six months. <laughs> oh God, that's going to put a bit of a dent in his aspirations for the year for Supercoach. That's for sure. Um, what I wanted to say was there was gonna it's gonna open up an opportunity for a few of these other Bulldogs middles, which is probably the most interesting part of this chat. So Ryan Sutton and Max King will start at front row, neither of who really on the radar. Um, uh, Dan, I'll start with you because you're you're Ryan Sutton's biggest fan. Does he does he does he get any relevance for you now with um, TPJ injured out to start the year and um, Luke Thompson out for the season? Yeah, so it's it's nearly the dream scenario for Sutton, uh, and then it's kind of like everything's everything's coming together for him. But now he's got that spot. I I don't feel that confident. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I thought I thought I would be really keen on him if he's if he's that sort of 50 55 minute player but I'm having having a few nerves thinking he'll just be just be a base point per minute guy and just not have any upside maybe at lock I was going to be a bit uh, more keen but I I don't know what the Bulldogs are doing here with new brown starting at lock tubes you got any any read on that nah not at all I really just think that you can't touch any Bulldogs uh, forward to start the year. I think they're. I think the TPJ's still got to come back. Um, I, I just, I have, I, I feel like you need to watch what's going to happen uh, here. And there's, yeah, the, 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 it just, it feels like a real toss-up team. They've obviously got Corey Waddell, which can play big minutes as well on the bench. Franklin Pele's made the side, and he's a real gun cheapie. Just no idea what's going to happen here, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what what happens against the Seagulls. But I won't be starting with anyone in their pack to start the year. Yeah, Preston is interesting. Pele is interesting. Pele just feels like a trap, a cheapy trap to me. Um, you could get caught with him. He's going to be a slow burn. Yeah, I'm not super interested, even though he's he's basically basement price. Yeah, I have no idea why New Browns at lock and how they're going to play it. They're a bit thin through the middle now, like. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a concern for them, to be honest. Um, over on the uh, on the manly side, probably the two most interesting players over there, tubes from a team list perspective are Jerbo, Jake Travoyevich named at front row, and Sean Kepi named at lock, uh, who's dual we mentioned earlier, dual second row front row. Yeah, I I mean I don't I don't know I look at it a bit differently. I think the most interesting player is Tom Travoyevich um, for me. I don't know about you, but he's pretty interesting and super coach relevant. Um, so uh, he's he's. I think I, I think he's a lock. It's good to see him named. Ko Weeks named on the bench. I hope that doesn't mean that they think he's a chance of pulling a hammy uh, early early on in the season. Uh, his brother Jake Ooh. is named a prop. Uh, you got to think he's getting good minutes because that bench is is. They've got Bully Moore, they've got Ben Travoyevich, and they've got Josh Aloe and then KO Week. So they've only got one other middle forward on the bench. So it could be could be a year for Jerbo to come back. I don't know I don't know about Dan, how that plays into your I'm only looking forward, not looking back theory. Yeah, and it plays exactly as I've been saying. Like there's just zero interest in Jerbo. I just don't me, see so. so Jerbo averaged sixty five two years ago. And he averaged fifty last year. So three years ago, he averaged sixty-five. He's he's an eighty-minute guy and always kind of has been through that period. I just don't see his role changing enough under Seabold. It would have to be like more work. He already does so much work. It would have to be off. I think it has to be from offloads. Um, Dan, I don't know where else that the upside comes from. Yeah, I can't. I can't really see the fact that he can't get any more minutes than he has been already. Like, there's just he's he's a 75, 80 minute player. So, I mean, you've got to expect his game to drastically change from where it has, and it's just on the decline. Tubes, that that point about weeks being on the bench that that does scare me a little bit. Like, are they gonna are they gonna park Turbo if they're cruising? In uh, games I don't again? think so. You know I think it's just, I think it's genuinely just. Uh, they had Dylan Walker in that role last year, and and I think they're picking mm-hmm. him because he is a good utility to the that does give them options. He could probably play wing and center, and he can and, play in the halves. Obviously, fullback. Yeah, okay, and he can play in the halves. So 
it's giving them options. Um, yeah. I do think the one you mentioned, Matt Kepi, uh, 0.82 points per minute last year, just didn't play that many minutes. Um, is there a chance in the way that this pack is structured with, as I mentioned, Aloye named but on the bench and no other middle forward that he could get sort of 45, 50 minutes uh, for the Eagles? I think there has to be. I think yeah, there has to be. So, yeah. so I think he's pretty much now a must-have as your sort of fourth, third or fourth front row forward. I I would say that if he's your third, if you're running Stefano as your second front row f- forward, then Kepi is a must-have as your third because he's starting. He's going to get decent minutes. If someone pulls out like Stefano or your other front rower, you can kind of plug him in and not feel like it's the worst. In saying that, I wouldn't want to do it still. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to consider him for my fourth front row forward if I can squeeze the cash. Um, currently, I don't have the cash, so I've gone for that that enough. Who's a jewel? Um, but yeah, I can see he's quite a good pick. Uh, all right, next game, Cowboys v Raiders up there in Townsville. Uh, Raiders were hit today with um, the news Josh Papali is going to miss this round. Didn't actually see how long he's out for, but I presume it's not long given it was a new injury. Um, Dan, where do you want to start, Dan? you want to start with Val or do you want to start with Tarpany? I'll give you the option. Uh, I'll start with Tarpany. I think he's, uh, he's priced at kind of I think where he's going to – Gonna stay, I think. Uh, now that Ricky kind of has has seen the light and just going to be starting him as kind of the regular fifty minute guy who you know busting out one point three points per minute, uh, I think you can lock him in your team pretty safely. Uh, everyone else, as as Raiders has been historically, it's really difficult to to see what the minutes are going to be like there, and it can change from week in week out as well. So. No real interest in any other Raider for me. Uh, and as we touched on before, a few couple of cheapies in the in the back line, but I, I won't be touching them. Tubes, um, it's you. Val is is very scary not to own with this Cowboys good draw to start the year. Um, how have you factored that into your thinking, the Cowboys draw that is? I currently don't own any Cowboys and – I, I'm still a 50% chance that Val will be in my team by the weekend. Yep. Uh, he's just so expensive that you just have to make concessions elsewhere. That's the only only challenge. But it's it's if if say like there's always the potential that if say Brian Toto is named on the right, I could still see myself going Toto to Val for that extra hundred k. Just to it's such a good run they have. Um, I was listening to shout out for the, I think it was the champions pod, uh, today and they had last year's winner Matt on, and he was talking about, he started the year last year with Will Kennedy and Mitch Moses and the Sharks and Eels had such good runs yep. and that's what started the kickoff for his year. And that sort of made me go and shit, I don't have any Cowboys players and they've got such a good run to start the year, even though I think they might regress over the course of the season to not be as good as last year. Yeah, it, it's got me worried. And if you're going to get any of them, Val's the one goal kicking. They're in for big points and he's he's just such a gun. Dan, I just want to give a quick shout out here to uh, 
to one of our fans, Luke, on Twitter, who who got a bit stuck into us for not mentioning Mazu or Talangi in our centre wing preview. Now Mazu's not playing, so we got that one somehow. <laughs> but um, Tal- Murray Talangi yeah. left wing. <laughs> Is he like an option at all, like in that kind of sort of high 500s bracket? Yeah, I think he's definitely an option. I think he's uh, he could be really, really good to start the season. He's just not going to have the floor of, of Val, So, but he's he's nearly 200K cheaper, I think, or at least 150K cheaper. So that's – I could definitely – I wouldn't wouldn't hold anyone back from picking Taolungi to get off to a flyer. And the other one in that back line, Scotty Drinkwater, I think he can he can average really well, 70 to 80 for that start of the season as well. Can he take on the likes of uh, Teddy or Luttrell perhaps early on? So if you want to, you want a bit of a pod play, I think Scotty Drinkwater is your man for the – I'd be really interested position. in Drinky if he was 100K cheaper. I just think he's yeah. – I think he's just a bit too highly priced um, given he's got no floor. Like he has he has, you know – He's so reliant on those attacking stats, and if the Cowboys regress at all, he's n- he might not get them. In saying that, their draw is insane, so mm. every chance he will. I think he does it. Yeah, I think he does it against the low teams. I think he's very consistent at just, just you know, flat-track bullying teams, uh, getting involved, and uh, he's obviously a very electric when he's on. So I think he I think he can go really well early, and then considering you've got buys – for the Roosters and Manly and South's tough draw, I think there's a there's an argument for for starting. Tubes, a um, lot a lot of talk about Ruben Cotter this off season, and you know we gave him a bit. We gave him a little bit of a a, a pot last week on our on our pod. You weren't actually on it, but um, I'm a bit worried with this bench for Ruben Cotter and Reese Robson for that matter. They've named Granville. I think Robson is a hard avoid. Now that Granville is in Jersey 14, I'd want. I need Robson playing 80 for me. Uh, Cotter, they've named um, Granville, Neem, Tanoa Brown, and Tarmel. So that's three out and out front row forwards on the bench. Now, granted, they've got some other kind of bigger dudes in the middle there: McLean and Tamalolo and Hess, who are going to need a breather. What do you think about that bench for Ruben Cotter? I think it's what I expected. I the the it's all just going to come down to minutes for Cotter. Um, I think he's a gun player. He's obviously a workhorse, and I think if you want to start with him in your team over someone like Tarpany, uh, I think I think you can you know what you're going to get. I'm not going to start with him because I I really just don't feel like there's there's the massive upside on what he put out last year. So. I don't think there's anything wrong with the bench. I don't think there's anything that scares you. I think you're going to get what you want. Um, it's just, you know, whether or not you think that he can go to another level um, versus, say, a, a Tarpany or, 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 or the likes in the front row forward. He certainly thinks he can. He said he wanted to play 80 minutes during the week. I'm not sure Toddy Payton will agree, but it's a, a pretty scary thought. He's a bit of an animal, no. young Ruben. I imagine he's a, like, Huge animal, like I wouldn't wouldn't want to mess with him, like at all. Bet he could, and, I bet he could. And, I bet he could put a few Bundy <laughs> rums away as well. Uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> look, I'm sure he could play 80, and I'm sure he could do all of that. But yeah, it comes down to what minutes he's going to play, and uh, and I, I don't expect it to be much different than last year. Dan, I know we're a bit. We need to get through this game, but I, there was one interesting selection on the Raiders side. I just wanted to chat about quickly. I think it's a watch personally, but Corey Harawira Naira named it lock. Does that um, 
pique your interest? No, not at all. There's okay. no interest. Watch. Keep him on the watch. Watch. Uh, next game is Sharks versus South Sydney. Uh, we'll be going to this, Tubes. Cannot wait. Um, now, the big one I took away from this, Tubes, was Cam Murray. Will he play 80 minutes with that bench? I think he. if he doesn't play 80, uh, he'll be playing close to it. And I think uh, we've talked about it. Everyone's talked about it. They've got a hard draw. I think it's designed for him to play big minutes early on in the season. Uh, he's going to be fit and firing, and he's going to be a lock in my side. I think the bench makes really good sense for him. Whether Jai Arrow moves a bit into the middle for Cheekam. I mean, Shaq Mitchell's named on the bench. I can't imagine he's getting through a huge output of minutes. So I think it's it's set up pretty well for, for Murray to play a huge minute role. Dan, um, popular prop, um, Davy Mawali. Um, the, the bench is quite handy for him too. Um, it, you know, you kind of only want him to kind of get that 30 to 35-minute role. Um, it's still he could clog up your your fourth spot at front row forward. Yeah, it's, it's not a huge risk at, at the price. He could just be a slow-burning uh, front row forward. And we've talked about it previously, you, you kind of want him only at your fourth front row forward. I don't think he can be the third one if if one of your top two have a bye. So he, he would be very scary, I think, to play uh, in one of those positions. So I'm now leaning towards just a little bit more cash to go up to Kepi and uh, leave him What about earlier. Cookie, Dan? Um, no Mamazellas on the bench. He has barely wi- been a whisper about young Cookie uh, this off season, it looks like he should get eighty with that bench. With you wouldn't think Tarf will come on and play hooker. No, no, I think he'll he'll get eighty, and uh, he could very easily average uh, 65, 70 points start the season. I, I think he's low risk. It's just given given the makeup of the hooking position at the moment. Uh, you've got, I think, you've got to have cheese at his price because he could be well undervalued. Uh, and then Sonny Luke. So it's just it's just hard. But I, I would love to have Cookie in the team at some stage. Uh, Good little pod, early I think. Like I wouldn't put off anyone sort of taking on Harry with Cookie. It's not, you know, that's kind of luck you might need. Say he was say he was 70, 80K less yeah. than Harry Grant. I think he's a he's a great take on. He's just he's just a bit too close to his price that there's a uh, I think you want the attacking upside of, of Grant and I think, you know, Grant's, again, on the up tubes. Um, uh, Teague Wilton, named to start in the back row. Uh, his old mate, Wade Graham, though, just lurking on the interchange bench in Jersey 15. I think that's good for Sifa, Talakai, Teague being named to start. Yep. Um, unsure what it means for Teague in terms of his minutes. I wouldn't be shocked if Wade came on and played a bit of a middle uh, slash utility type role. But for 490k, you're probably wanting to know Teague's going to get 70 odd, average 70 minutes. So I think I, I'm I'm personally going to struggle to start with him, but it's good to see him named to start there, and it gives me a bit more hope to potentially start Talakai yep. as one of my center wings. Yep, for, I, the, for the year. Not often, Tubes. I agree with exactly what, but I exactly what you say. But I agree 100% with what you just said, Dan. Does Hines being out throw you off Talakai at all, Tubes? Does nah, that, I, I was speaking to Jono. It much? throws him off a little bit. But for me, uh, they'll still Matty Moylan on the left. Potentially they go a bit more left um, even with Hines out because that is it's such a dangerous uh, part for their attack. I still think 
the Sharks go forward and Blake Braley maturing as a player and just being so good, he's going to get them around the park pretty well. I'm I'm still pretty high on the Sharks doing pretty well to start the season. Um, yeah, I'd much rather Hines be there, but I don't think it's going to have as big of an impact on someone like Sifa as, as what, what, what people are saying. Yeah, yeah just on... Yeah, doing Sorry, doing dude. the numbers, doing the numbers around the sharks, doing the numbers around the sharks pack. I've been trying to work out who who is the big base guy there, and I, I just can't seem to work it out in terms of who's getting the numbers. But then you realise C Fatalikai does a lot of that base work, so he's kind of he steals a lot of the base work points off off a lot of the forwards there. Um, so I think he's he's safe regardless, Talakai. Um, with his, all those with his sharks base. outside back have all got good base, like the. Sharks have done that so well for so long. Like Katoa, Rami, and Talakai Mortalo, they're all just such damaging ball runners coming out of their own half. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for the Sharks here as well. Uh, we mentioned earlier Braden Trindle. He's in a void um, with Hines' unknown return date. Um, steer clear from him. Um, just to round out the Wilton chat as well, uh, what actually worries me, I'm, I'm putting a line through him. I think Egan Butcher is a much better option at the same price. Um, Wade Graham... I'd be less worried if Cam McInnes wasn't on the bench as well. But given McInnes's place on the bench, he's going to sort of play that um, ball-playing lock role that he did last year, which I think would have been better to see for Wade if you were a Wilton owner. So I'm just worried about what, what Wade's going to do from that bench utility spot. Um, yep. All right, Dolphins, Roosters, um, welcome to the NRL, Dolphins. Um, I want to start by saying that I think the Dolphins are a huge shout in this game and – think they might knock the roosters off so we can all have a good laugh next week when the when they win by when the when the roosters win by 50 but genuinely i think they'll be bang up for this i think we'll see a really good performance from the dolphins um and it's getting me just a little bit gut feeling worried on tedesco um i've got mitchell at the moment but i'm still considering tedesco uh um dan uh, sorry tubes start with you uh joey manu is not named here uh, you think that's a good thing for, for Tedesco? Uh, well, I hadn't thought about it, but now that you say it, uh, I think it's a pretty good thing for, for Tedesco. It's got to be um, – it's got to mean that uh, Manu's not stealing as much of his uh, of his ball and do it taking any sweeping plays out of the back. In saying that, he'll be back. I just can't see how you don't start with Tedesco given they played the Dolphins who they'll probably smash even though you've – you're tipping the, <laughs> them for somehow. Uh, but, and it's a big downgrade. Corey Allen and Jackson Paulo on the right-hand side. I imagine they'll be directing a fair bit to the left um, to, at the start of this game. Dan, given Tubes a surprise at that question, I'm going to say that you think Ted Manu was a good out. Uh, Manu being out was good for Teddy. Yeah, it was me in the run sheet who, who threw that up. I think it's I think it's good for Teddy. I, he's been in my side. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm I'm more of that base stack kind of guy, and Teddy's just so rock solid there. Uh, and I think Manu takes a bit of his attacking ball, so they'll be looking for Teddy uh, near the line, and and you know what you you're going to get with Teddy. He's just so rock solid. So I've got him in there. Uh, it does Egan Butcher. I do like him. I, I I like a lot about him, and he's and I think he's on the up, and he's doing. He's going to be. He's going to be good at that second row. It's just whether he stays there, whether he doesn't. He might go back to the middle. There might be another back row they, they're looking at. It just scares me a little bit. Uh, but, 
so I'm, I've got a few reservations against uh, picking up Egan Butcher. In the, I really uh, just like the look at that bench for Egan Butcher. There's nothing there that scares me. Sia Wong was the real, was the one. He's not named. Um, they've named some quarter, some sort of dot ball middles who are not really going to take minutes off him, I don't think. It's kind of been confirmed that Angus Crichton is going to miss probably up to 10 weeks. Um, I feel quite good about Nat Bo- uh, Egan Butcher as a starting proposition. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of locking him in. At least for the at least for the next twelve yeah, hours. I, I've got him as well. I've, I've, yeah, I've I've got him as well. But there's just something for some reason in the back of my mind that's just just can't just can't trust a man called it with a first name Egan. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, just over on the Dolphins quickly. Um, I'm trying to think what's interesting. Um, Nothing. Nah, there's not. Is there? Who's 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 hey, Kurt Donahoe? Smoky, yeah. Don't know. I think he's a utility. No, he's a utility. Yeah, what place play? and stuff. I think. I think it's the only be, yeah. It's, I mean, nothing. It, nothing's relevant here. Like I'm just <laughs> trying to shut this. Like they're terrible. Look at them. Like it's the worst. Like it's you can't yeah. pick anyone except for that cheap halfback um, who might be dropped after round one because he can't tackle. I'm not sure, but it ju- yeah. just if, yeah. Know. Avoid avoid Dolphins players. I mean. It's it's just that pack. Like who does the work? I've got I've got Tommy Gilbert and Jared Wallace being the workers. Like Jesse Bromwich, Kafusi, and Kenny Bromwich. Like they just don't do anything. So, I mean, there's only so much that those guys can do. Uh, as as we said in the preseason pod, Tom Gilbert's just a wait and watch. I think at his price, uh, he may he may do a huge amount of work for in that team. They've got three middles on the bench, but. Uh, I'm happy just to just to watch all the dolphins at the moment and and just stay with uh, taking uh, Isaiah Katoa uh, as the as the uh, just back on the roosters last thing I've just noticed this now but um it's not really that super relevant because everyone's got the cheese locked in but um Jake Turpin's not in the 17 so that means Hutchison is the backup hooker and you wouldn't expect him to be getting that sort of 30 minute hooking role which I think was worrying people so like I think that's 60 minutes. That should be 60 minutes good for the cheese there. Cheese. Cheese. All right, last game of the round, Tigers versus Titans. Leichhardt Oval. Um, John Bateman not named for the for the Tigers. Tubes, um, that puts a fair bit of doubt into the roles moving forward once he's back for some of these um, semi-interesting Tigers guys. Well, I don't think it does. I mean, he just starts. Sean Blord will be dropped. Uh, and may go to the bench, and you're not going to start with any of their other bench players. The I think it I think it really just means that um, uh, you you're probably only looking at Stefano as an option within this pack uh, to start the year. Um, and as you said, you could look at Sean Bloor as a very cheap option, you know. But you're really going to need an injury in the next few weeks um, to 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 look at that. I heard a, uh, I heard something as well, a, um, a conversation with IPAP that um, apparently Sheen's asked IPAP which side he wants to play and that Bateman was happy to play on the left. So that, that would suggest that Bateman is going to play on the edge rather than the middle. So like, yeah, I like I said, I can't start with Sean Bloor given Bateman's on the horizon um, whatsoever. Um, a couple of like popular guys um, missed for the Tigers, so Matamua, He's in the extended bench, Junior Tupu. Um, 
yeah, nothing nothing of, of super interest. Uh, Naden and Tommy Talau, heard a couple of whispers around for Brent Naden. Can't possibly own Brent Naden. Uh, and like I said, pretty keen. Tommy Talau's in the Podfathers team right now. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Bit of a pod. Yeah, good. Pod of the week. Well, he's in my team too. So me and the Podfather are agreeing yeah. there. Um, Dan, over at the Titans, um, if we look at the bench, pretty interesting bench, I think, for Tino. So they've only got the one prop, Fodawaka, and then they're running Stimson, who's an edge, Campbell, who's obviously a fullback, and then Aaron Clark, who is really a ball-playing lock. So that, like, does this mean 70 minutes plus for Tino? It may do. It may definitely do, but I just think he's too expensive to pick up straight away. Uh, like, it's it's a bit of a gamble at that price. So I, I can't see I, – I won't be picking him up or going near him at the, at the moment. Um, looks like it should be locked in for 80 minutes. Uh, uh, you'd have to think Stimson maybe plays some middle, like Fermor and Fafita, both 80. Does it, does it, Tubes, does it put any doubt in your mind for Fafita playing 80? Nah, I think I think Fafita and Fermor will play 80. I think Stimson will potentially have some type of role in the middle or if Fafita doesn't play 80, he'll play 65 and that'll be fine as well. Um think you're just looking at that upside for, for feeder and his attacking stats and um, yeah I mean it'll be interesting to see what they do obviously Isaac Liu could move up um, Jalifi uh, <laughs> might not play huge minutes uh, and and then obviously Fodawaka <laughs> and Aaron Clark so it, it I, I I still think David Fafita is a must-have to start the year all right that's the end of uh, of our analysis for the team it's so good just talking about all these proper team lists now, trying to dissect it all. Um, we're going to end with a couple of segments now. So I wanted to ask you guys, what are your biggest question marks for your side over the next 48 hours? Dan, I'll start with you. Where, um, What's going to keep you up tonight? Uh, not much, really. I think, uh, I think I'm pretty settled. Uh, I'm very excited, as I said, to see a lot of green ticks in your, in your side and have some decent players there, lots of cheapy options. Uh, if if Egan Butcher is my biggest concern, then I think I'm I'm doing all right there. So, yeah, no, I'm just 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 confident running into dangerous. running into Thursday. It's dangerous when you're this confident. Tubes, what about you? <laughs> I think for me, it's just having no Cowboys players and and really wanting someone. So like Val in the side. So I think that's potentially going to keep me up about how do I how do I potentially get him, them one of them in and or get Valley in without blowing up my side too much. Um, uh, or I'll just slay him and then regret it when he averages 100 to start the year. We'll see. Yeah, I'm with you. Like that premium, my premium center wing option is causing me a lot of headaches. I'd love to have Val, but he's expensive. Tupu and um, Brian Toto both have early oh. buys. Yeah, so I'm just really... I'm going to flick around with that one as we go. Um, I'm a bit stu- stuck on whether to take Scotty, uh, Scotty, Sam Walker or Burton um, as my third premium um, half or 5'8". I think that Bert, I think Burton amongst good players is a bit on the nose and I think he'll be a pod even though he's highly owned. Uh, I think he'll be a pod in uh, for serious players. Um, and then finally, the existential question of the preseason, Harry or no Harry um, for me. Uh, I, I currently don't have him, but um, yeah, he's. I'm really, really worried. Not only Harry Grant, so we'll see how we go. All right, let's uh, round out the pod for the week with our pod of the week. Um, Tubes, 
this is uh this is your bread and butter and you teased us earlier who is your pod of the week and and I should note that we're going to classify pod as uh, under 10% ownership yeah I actually haven't looked up what this guy's ownership is I'm just assuming it's not high um I probably should have looked into that before <laughs> bringing him up as my uh, pot of the week. Uh, but I'm looking at you were just talking about, you know, do you do Sam Walker, do you do um, Matt Burton in that half position? And I'm looking at going left field. I've been talking about Ponga all preseason and sort of said um, if he kicks, you get him. But with that uncertainty around him kicking in that 5'8 position, I'm looking for the fast start roosters yep. and I'm going with their other less popular half choice wow. in Luke Keery. That is pod. Uh, so he is currently, Ooh. I just looked it up while I was talking, 1.9% owned. Um, he is coming in off an average of 51 last season uh, where he started the year in half and obviously the roosters didn't go that well and he finished the year in 5'8". So at 5'8", he played seven games to finish the season after he came back from concussion and he averaged 64 across those games given they've got uh, dolphins into warriors and that easier start i just think he is a high ceiling player and i'm using him as a pod to start the year yeah that's a great like that's it. a great pod don't mind it uh yeah i was pretty happy with it you, you know that means you're locked into him though now just just to <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I am. I've, I've locked in. I'm, I've locked into him. I flipped Ponga. It was funny. I had him in my side as a placeholder for Ponga yeah. before Ponga was changed to five eight, and then I've just come full circle. <laughs> you like to look He was just sitting there. He was looking good. I think honestly, I reckon since Sam Walker's become more popular, I want to antipod Sam Walker and but still get that Roosters upside. Um, so we'll see. I think it's. A, I think he's an option. He's he's definitely got a ceiling. That's a great pod to kick us off for pod of the week. Uh, Dan, what about you? Uh, do you so, so are the rules, you no, have no, to take this no, pod and you take no, you don't have to. You've got to at least you to. take them. If All you're right. a man, you would. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I just think uh, there's a little bit, uh, for me, someone who everyone's taken one of the Gold Coast wingers I've I've been looking hard at the other Gold Coast winger. I've been looking oh, at wow. Jojo Fafita, one point one point six percent owned. I think. Uh, I think I think Jojo could be a go go <laughs> this year. So I just I don't know if I'm going to start with him. I just I don't really like looking at two Gold Coast wingers in my side. Uh, but I I really think uh, he again he's just. He looked good last year when he first came in. He had some great plays. His base isn't too bad. Uh, he's going to be on – is he on the left wing? I don't, right. know. I don't even know. But I think Jojo Fafita is going to have a good year. So I think he's, he's going yeah, to be nice. my pod to watch. Mind it. Jojo or Gogo. Um, yeah, look, my pod is not as outrageous as you guys and he's, he's only fallen in here because he's 9%. But like I've referenced a few times, I'm quite high on Katoni Staggs at 9% ownership. I think depending on your team, like I think that at 500k you just can't go wrong. I know, and I think he was actually a little bit cheaper to start last year. Um, I, I think he'll get some good ball. Like he was much, yeah. So much I just I really like him, um, and that's all I'm going to say about that because I don't have a 1.9 percenter like you boys. Um, 
but yeah. I'm very, very impressed with the with with how like where you guys have reached through there, and I'm even more impressed that Tubes is starting with his pod. So, well done, Tubes. Mm-hmm. I'm also starting with Katoni Stag, so I'm I'm doubling down on the pods of the week. Not JoJo, JoJo no go go for me. <laughs> <laughs> no go JoJo. Uh, it's you can tell we're an hour and a half into this. Um, all right, that that better that better see us out then for the night. Uh, massive day, TLT. Massive pod, boys. Thank you very much. Really looking forward to this weekend. Tube's going to have a hit of golf, bit of rugby league, bit of races. Uh, can't wait. Dan, thanks for ha- thanks for joining us. Tubes, well done. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Matty. Yeah, cheers. You beauty. You beauty. Well done. See you guys next week.